With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 193rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, uh, Did the Falcons Do Enough to Improve in the Trenches? Okay, we didn't see much in free agency on the offensive side of the ball to sign Weitzel back, John and uh, Justin McCray, uh, who started in the league at some spots, some real low-level deals. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they've uh, signed Dante Fowler Jr. Uh, to basically replace Vic Beasley, Allen Bailey, was re-signed along with defensive tackle Tyler Davidson, two stout guys against the run. Uh, Steven Means was brought back after coming off of Achilles. And then in the draft, the big splash for him was the second-round pick of Marlon Davidson, a big um, defensive tackle in out of Auburn. And so, yeah, we talked to Gray Jarrett last week and uh, Jake Matthews to kind of get their feel, both for the, you know, top two guys on uh, the both sides of the ball, you know, Grady on the defensive side and then Mack. And then, you know, after Marcus Matthews on the offensive side of the ball. So, um, you know, we want to know, hey, did they, you know, Falcons got all these shiny weapons and receivers and tight ends and, uh, you know, the quarterback got Todd Gurley. But if they don't win up front, not going to matter much when we get to football here in 2020. And on the defensive side of the ball, they stopped the run, but we don't know if that was a function of the fact that other teams could throw it on them so uh, well early in the season. Then, you know, we didn't they didn't get much of a pass rush, a little bit th- some late with some stunts and twists and so forth. So, you know, if they got to fabricate it, fabricate it. Uh, if you can't get a flat-out pass rush, then, you know, do what you got to do to get one. So, that'll be where they're at here but we wanted to start talking to some players about this and in the trenches and so forth so we're going to go to grady then i got a little bit of jake uh well got a lot from both of them got 15 and 16 minutes 1504 1531 we're not going to go that deep into both but uh, we'll cut it where we feel we're uh in a good place then a note out about the tickets. We had the game being moved from London. It won't be a game in London this year. So now there are 10 home games, counting the two exhibition games that they charge you all full price for, which is highway robbery. But, hey, um, you know, maybe you want to come see, come see the uh, undrafted guys get down out there in the exhibition games. And then we're going to talk about Don Shulu passed away. Um you know, we uh, I was covering the league when he was still coaching. So uh, I'm going to tell you about uh, uh, at November the 8th, 1987, uh, where I was getting to play beat writer as the high school writer. And uh, old Coach John was in the building. And uh, 
Coach Dave and you know Coach Shoot uh, Coach Mike. So uh, uh, we're gonna share some a shoeless story here with him passing away, and uh, uh, you know then kind of wrap it up here. But let's go ahead and hear from Grady Jarrett. Jake, uh, how you doing? Just uh, first question. Uh, you know, how you been doing? Uh, what you been working on and, uh, with the off-season program starting and so forth? How different is it for you? And uh, I guess you're in Texas. Yeah, I'm, I'm down in Texas right Sorry, now. Sorry, this is Jake Matthews first. Like, 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 Thankfully, uh, everything's been safe and Falcons tackle Jake Matthews saying, you know, hey, they know uh, they know what happened last year. They know they uh, got to run the ball better. Uh, went on to talk to him about, you know, blocking for Todd Gurley. Uh, he played with uh, with uh, Clay Matthews Jr. out in Los Angeles last year, and Clay gave him a good recommendation to Jake, saying Jake said he couldn't get ready to block for him. So, uh, you know, he also is fine with the virtual program, a little bit skeptical at first. Uh, said that they do meet, you know, they could allow to meet up to four hours a, a day on the thing. And uh, some days they go up to the four, some days they don't, it sounds like. Uh, a lot of meetings, uh, a lot of uh, diagramming, and, and a lot of technical football stuff that they're doing during the offseason program here, during the phase one period, uh, that Jake is, um, you know, taking to. So, um, 
you know, as far as the line getting better, he think you know, he knows he's got stuff to prove on. He talked about working out with his dad, Bruce Matthews, the Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, Coach Bruce can't – well, yeah, yeah, he did used to coach too. But, you know, he played for almost 20 years, a little bit over. But uh, uh, Houston Oiler, uh, great Tennessee. I think he went to Tennessee with him too. But anyway, but Dad uh, has been out on the field working with him on his techniques and so forth. So, I mean, if anybody can get you better, it's Bruce Matthews. And then, heck, if that's your dad, you'd be stupid not to use him as a resource. So, Jake is uh, – that's a good thing. He's continuing to work on his game. He's not, um, you know, uh, trying to stay in place and, and not improve. So, uh, certainly uh, can get back to Pro Bowl level that he was at there in uh, 2018. And, they, and quite frankly, the Falcons need him to step it up. They need to be able to run the ball on that side. They need to know him and, uh, you know, whoever it is over there can uh, get some tough yards. And, and you know, his best block might have been on that screen pass out to Julio last year. I'm sure he had better blocks, but that's the one we all saw where busted Julio free in a game that they uh, had to win early in the season. So that's who that's um, Matthews. He know he's got to get better. He knows the trenches has got to get better, and he thinks Matt Hennessy coming in is a uh, is a good thing for him. So we'll see if Matt can beat out James Carpenter. I really want to see where James is head at. You know, he's around the nine year mark. Um, you know, getting ready for the season used to be hard. It shouldn't be that hard anymore. I mean, they're working on their own. Uh, so, you know, that shouldn't be um, an issue for the big guy in the trenches. But we'll see uh, if Matt Hennessy – I want to see Matt Hennessy beat him out. I don't want to see them give him the job. If he if he's better than James Carpenter, play him. Don't just give him the job because he's, uh, you know, a third-round pick. I want to see him beat out the nine-year veteran and, uh, you know, make sure the pocket is better for Matt Ryan. So we'll see how that goes here in uh, – the virtual 2020 year. Let's get to some Grady Jarrett for on the defensive side of the ball. Let's start it. D-Wood. Yes, yeah, for, for Grady. Oh, yeah, make sure I was unmuted. Yeah, hey, Grady, just want to check with you, see how you've been doing, sheltering in place and uh, self-distancing here in the times we're in. Um, you know, things are going on. Play, um, the, the, the we want to play with, and I feel like we got some 
Falcons defensive tackle Grady Jarrett. He likes the additions. Uh, you know, they think they uh, are in good shape there along the defensive side of the ball. Uh, after we talked to Grady, uh, of course, the team picked up Charles Harris, a former first-round pick from Missouri, 22nd overall. He was the fifth-rated defensive end coming out of college in that draft. That was Miles Garrett and uh, T.J. Watt draft. Uh, Tack McKinley was the third-rated end in that class. Uh, but the only two that have, you know, panned out thus far, Taco Charlton was in that group too. The only two that have panned out have been Miles Garrett, who's about to get a contract extension in Cleveland, and T.J. Watt, who was all pro last year. So, two people missed on the defensive ends that year. The uh, hope uh, where we got out of Miami, our guy down there, Omar Kelly, said that um, he was in a bad scheme. He's more of a three-four linebacker. And uh, if he fits into that right scheme, then he might be okay. So we'll see where the Falcons go with uh, Charles Harris. So before we wrap up here, just want to uh, give our condolences to the Shula family. And, uh, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time with Dave Shula in Cincinnati when he was the head coach. I was the only one younger than him at the time on <laughs> covering the team. But uh, it was rough for him. But uh, great guy, great family. Uh, met um, cross paths with Coach Don Shula on November the eighth, nineteen eighty seven. The uh, it's the strike year. Uh, our beat writers didn't want to cover some of the games, so hey, I was the high school guy and I got to go to some of the games. And my job that day was to get the Dolphins. And uh, so I get downstairs late. I've been there for Reds games at the old Riverfront. But I didn't know where the teams were, and so nobody really told me. I didn't ask, so I'm just running around in circles looking for, for the Dolphins. And, um, you know, so I, I, Coach Shula's done by the time I roll up on him. And, uh, you know, I try to get in a couple questions I politely ask. And I caught the uh, I caught the ire of the, the gruff uh, Coach Don that day. I uh, didn't get any quotes from her story, so... Uh, went on into the locker room. It was a 20 to 14 Dolphins win. So um, you know, uh, I got I got it all from the players that day. I think uh, Art Steele might have helped me out uh, in that locker room, but uh, no, he was with Buffalo later. But I had some guys take care of me, and uh, but yeah, I still tried to go at Coach, even though he was over with his press conference, and uh, tried to get in a couple questions, but he wasn't having it. He's ready to go. Uh, get to get on the bus and get up out of there. But, yeah, he's from Northeast Ohio, legend. Went to John Carroll, played at uh, Painesville Harvey High School. That's up in the area where Ashtabula and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Urban Myers from up that way, Lake County. Don Shula, some of the great coaches uh, in uh, Northeastern Ohio. You know, Coach Don, of course, played for Paul Brown and got a lot of his stuff from him. And Chuck Noe played for uh, Chuck Nolan, uh, he was on um, Chula staff at one point. So a lot of great coaches from the coaching era, a lot of foundational football in northeastern Ohio. And Don Shula was one of the very best. So uh, met um, Dave, like I said, when he was covering, he was the head coach of the Bengals. And uh, Mike Brown said at the time, well, hey, you know, some people's family, they give, you know, yeah, there was some privilege involved, but. Uh, you know, the fact that his name was Shula warranted the, the opportunity to coach in the NFL. Uh, didn't go so well for Dave. 
He didn't get to pick his players either. I think the Klingler was one of the the ones. Uh, and then you know that's later on. But after that '87 game, uh, the next year the Bengals go to the Super Bowl, and uh, you know Coach Sam plays out, and then I'm there at the end, uh, helping with Jack Brennan and. Uh, Dave Shule is a coach, and I, I leave to go to Green Bay at that point. But uh, back down here, the uh, SEC, ACC writer uh, did cover Dave Shula in his days over at Alabama. Those teams played hard. They were uh, they laid some foundation there to get them back on the right direction. And, of course, you know, Shula, Coach Dave was in uh, Carolina. Excuse me, Coach Mike uh, did a great job with Cam. I believe he's in Denver now, Denver. Uh, coaching so yeah coach uh don shul is gonna be missed most noted for that 17 and 0 season in 72 uh great team the running backs uh zonka kicker morris bob greasy uh what a uh, what a uh, fabulous team and something that hasn't been done since perhaps the most remarkable thing is that coach shula during all that time only had two losing seasons, two losing seasons. And probably the last time we're going to see a coach, coach for one team for 26 years. That's right, 26 years. Team, uh, nowadays, the team loses, uh, has back-to-back losing seasons. You generally think they're automatically gone. Uh, not too much continuity anymore. Uh, not, um, you know, a lot of respect for the position. Too much change. I think a lot of it is... Uh, uh, just the times we live in, but there it is. Let's just wrap it up here, this 193rd episode. Did the Falcons do enough to improve in the trenches? Grady Jarrett stopped by. Jake Matthews stopped by. We looked about talked about the tickets that are available now for that game since we're not going to London. Uh, they signed Charles uh, Harris, and uh, we discussed the Shula legacy in the national football league for you so with that we're going to get on out of here get ready for the rest of the week Oh, yeah, our girl DJ Magic virtually graduates on Saturday. That's DJ Detroit on the ones and twos here. Congratulations to all the graduates. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.